Let's just get straight into the word. Psalm 23, verse 5 to 6. Let's start from verse 1. We'll start from verse 1. Psalm 23, verse 1. The Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Just say, just, 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 just say to yourself, one, two, go. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. Now with more energy, I need you to say those last three words. With more energy. One more time. Amen. I'm just going to throw this out there. This is not where I'm going. A sheep is never hungry when it walks with a shepherd. And it's very important to know that it is by walking with the shepherd. Yeah. Not claiming the identity and the presence of the shepherd. But walking not claiming. Many claim the shepherd, but not many are acquainted with the shepherd. Let's go next verse. Let's go. Let's go. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He, he leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I'll fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, your goodness and your love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Hashatai. Some of these psalms, because we grew up with them, we think that, amen, they lose their potency. They don't lose potency, we just become too familiar with them. Psalm 92 verse 10. You have exalted my horn like that of a wild ox. Fine oils have been poured out on me. Please put it up in the King James. You have exalted my horn like that of a wild ox. But, oh, but my horn shall thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I shall, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. For just 30 seconds, bow your head and ask the Lord to speak to you this for the next 15, 30 minutes. Just ask the Lord to speak to you. Ask the Lord to open your ear, open your heart, that you might be receptive to what He wants to say and do this evening. May the Lord speak to you. May the Lord visit you. May the Lord manifest Himself to you. May the Lord speak audibly. May you never miss what he is saying. May the great shepherd speak to you tonight. 
Just ask, just ask, ask, just ask the Lord. Just ask the Lord, just ask the Lord, just ask the Lord, just ask the Lord. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus the Christ, Ashkatafaradila, Lebra Sassina Nush Ebra Savaradiza, Jeziva Lasso Soverenesca, Sketima Lasso Soveredeshka, Rigiminion Dosh Evradala Kasai. The things that we've seen, the things that we heard, the things we've touched, the things that we've looked into, we make known unto you. Father God, we ask you that this evening, that this will be our testimony, that not only will we hear the word, but Father God, we will walk in the manifestation of the word. Spirit of the living God, speak to us. We hand this service to you, and we say that you will do as you will, as you want, as you've designed. That Father God, no flesh will get in the way of your of, 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 of your move tonight. Speak to us, O God. As I yield myself, I ask you, help me, Holy Ghost. This body is yours, this mouth is yours. Use it as a pen of a ready writer to inscribe into the hearts of your people the precepts and the statutes that you release to release tonight, O God. Speak to us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You're allowed to pray in the Holy Ghost as the service goes. You're allowed to do so. We are in a season where if we are not careful, we'll be part of those who will be part of the great falling away. I'm starting with such a strong statement because if you were to look around, you will see what is actually happening. The great falling away may have been prophesied, but it is not God's desire for man. This happens because man's heart had become cold towards God and have pushed him away. And now, because of this, the enemy is taking advantage. That's why you will see many people who started well are now falling away. People who were doing well would backslide and pull away. And this is not what God has designed, not, neither is it God what God wants. Because you see, remember that Christianity is not a religion. It's a cliche. It's not a religion, it's a relationship. However, if your relationship has gone stale, your Christianity will be stale. Today we are claiming about or, or bragging about belonging to a religion because we have no place to take when we are asked in surveys, what do you belong to? We feel guilty if you'll say we are Muslims, we are atheists, we are all of those. We don't actually rightfully say that we are Christians. And however, what we need to know, it's much more than just claiming it, but it's also living it. I could spend the whole night on Psalm 23 because that, that's, um, I don't know if many of you, okay, I, I, I saw my uncles would play with an orange, you know, in or, or your, your orange, and they would hit it against the wall, you know, and they would kick it up and down. How many of you are familiar with that? You're making it soft, right? You make it soft, and when it's soft, you remove that top and you squeeze every single juice this is how sometimes you need to get to with scripture yeah don't just slice it and just no <laughs> let it enjoy its every single taste because that's what that scripture in passing in John chapter number 6 when Jesus Christ feeds the 5,000 the bread let's go to John chapter 6 let's just say it in passing Let's just say it in passing. John chapter 6, where Jesus Christ feeds the 5,000. Backstory, you all know, he spends time preaching the word. And the Bible says for three days, he was preaching the word. And on the third day, he asks them, these people need to be 
need to go, need to be fed. In actual fact, another account says, one of the disciples says, send them away. I think they were trying to avoid the accountability of feeding the people. But in the conversation, let's go back two verses, let's go back. It says, Philip answered him and said, it would take more than a half a year's wages to buy enough food for each person to have a bite. Half a year's wages for each person to have a bite. Your nail or the tip of your finger, that's a bite. So there's not enough for each person to have, listen, not to eat, to have a bite. Next verse. Another disciple said, Andrew, another, another of his disciples, Andrew Simon, Simon Peter's brother spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? <laughs> I once said this, that it is funny how I don't care how much a person eats, including myself. Five loaves and two fish to eat as lunch. I call <laughs> Maybe half loaf and a fish or half fish, you know, Fish. I don't know. But the fact that a boy was sent into the field is still a mystery that we are still yet to discover. Verse 10. Jesus says, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place and they sat down. 5,000 men were there. Jesus instructs the disciples make them lie down on the grass. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He took the loaves, gave thanks, distributed to those who were seated. And this is what I want you to focus on. He distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. Oh, so the miracle was not driven by how much was in there it was driven by the want of the people so for as long as they wanted there was a distribution going on oh some of us we say uh, 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 the miracle was because Jesus Christ gave thanks yes that's true some of us will say the miracle happened because Jesus knew how to perform miracles that's true but what caused multiplication was the fact that they wanted oh. that's why David starts off by saying the Lord is my shepherd I lack nothing that overflow was not caused by the fact that Jesus Christ was breaking bread. So in other words, for as long as they wanted, Jesus Christ had bread to break. So Jesus was not distributing according to anything, but according to their want. If you are hungry and thirsty, you will eat the fruit of the land. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst, for they shall be filled. How many are hungry for Jesus this day? How many are thirsty for Jesus in this hour? We are wondering why are we not filled? That's because our hunger has gone down. But if we shall re re resuscitate and revive our hunger, we will realize we will lack nothing. 
Why, why, why do we intimidate unbelievers? Why do we intimidate unbelievers? Yet there is no evidence of our salvation. I, 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 was, I was driving, I went to Aspen, Aspen Hills. I was doing something that I think dad sent me on an errand. I took a detour. As you get into Aspen, you detour and I saw massive houses what struck to me was that all these houses were beautiful to the point I saw two Lamborghinis parked outside and they had one had Teen Titans cartoons on the car the other had I can't remember what cartoons and when I looked at every of those houses each and every one had a what is this um, Hindu God outside and I wondered, and I said it, I said it, I said to myself, this is what Solomon was referring to. I've seen a great era under the sun where I saw princes walking on earth and servants riding on horses. And it had me thinking, what else other than the promise of material do we have to offer the world? What will I tell... I see that guy who owns two Lamborghinis, right? And I come with my polo. And I have to tell him about Jesus the Christ. Nowadays, all we have to tell him is that Jesus Christ will bless you. <laughs> you will look at my car. You will look at his car. And he asks me, my friend, <laughs> if Jesus has to bless me, Buddha has blessed me. Do you see that we have, the blessing of the material is very good. and We are not going to deny or reject any of that. We need to live well, we need to live good. But the, our Christianity has a core and substance and that is the heart of Jesus. The problem is that we can't offer the heart of Jesus to the world because we ourselves have not touched that heart. We are still yet to go into those places we are claiming we know. I always say this, God does not speak to be, to be heard, he speaks to be obeyed. That's why David says, a, an ear, my ear you have pierced. That's Psalm chapter 40 verse 7. Uh, David says, a, 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 a sacrifice and burnt offerings have you not required. My ear, you have pierced me. But when Jesus Christ comes in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 7, he says, a body you have given me. So in other words, what God says for your ear is for your body to follow. We are that church that is, today we are hung on things that are not what God has set out to be the standard. When your man of God or your spiritual father tells you, live holy, you're saying he's, con he's condemning us. When he says live pure, you say he's judging us. Forgetting that the Bible that you read says be ye holy, for he is holy. Without holiness, it is impossible to see God. 
Oh, shataki palatai. You know what's, 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 what's more powerful than your 80 days of fasting and 24 hours of prayer? Holiness. Holiness. My eyes for one woman. If you're not married, your eyes for no one but Jesus. Your body is for no one else but Jesus. Today we've diminished our Christianity to something Christ did not leave it out to be. We look into the word. You know, I was doing a study on the book of Acts. And I wondered if the early church were to be alive in our day. Would we be the ones who are following them or would we be the ones crucifying them? The standard of what we call Christianity is not what was initially set out. You'll hear someone wake up and say, I'm the Paul of my generation. Do you have the evidence and the proof? Do you know what Paul looked like when he died? It is said that Paul looked like Frankenstein. His eyes were not the same size. He had scars because every now and then Paul was beaten. But even though still, Paul would stand up and say, I've resolved to know nothing else but Christ and him crucified. Paul will still stand and say, I fought the good fight of faith. Despite it all. Oh, I know that you know that Paul is called to be a tent maker. Paul was much more than a tent maker. His father was a tent maker at the age of 12. From Tarsus, he was sent into Jerusalem to be, to be tutored and mentored by his, uh, his uncle, Gamaliel. Gamaliel was the high priest of that hour, of that age, of, the, of that year. Gamaliel taught Paul for about 10 years. Not, Paul knew nothing from the age of 8 until he was 20. He knew nothing but the word of God. That's why he reads out his credentials in Philippians chapter 3. And he tells you, a Jew of the Jew, a Pharisee, I was, I'm of the tribe of Benjamin, circumcised on the eighth day. But when he's done, he says, I consider them done. Ooh. Paul, the same one who we think was just a tent maker. Where did he get the authority to authorize the persecution and the killing of the Christians in Acts chapter 9? He was not just a normal man. He was high ranking. He decided, I will forsake all for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. Today, when we fast and pray, it is not to seek God. It's to seek... We fast and pray for three days for a car that a Muslim gets in one day. Uh, we, 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 we need to cease. We need to, we need to, we need to reevaluate our salvation. We need to reevaluate some things. Is it bad? No. No, it's not. I'm not talking down on it. But how about we go back to what God says? Jesus the Christ himself says, Seek ye first. Seek ye first. So in our fasting, in our prayer, I'm, I'm not seeking because I need something. Kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom. I'm praying. Kingdom. I'm fasting, kingdom. I'm reading the word, kingdom. The heart of it is kingdom. But we are hung up on the materials. Where a five-year-old Buddhist kid will be bought a Maserati. And we lose our lives just to own one. Something needs to change. Something needs to happen. If we are to look at the... 
The path of the just is like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter. We are taken from glory to glory. The glory of the latter house will be greater than that of the former. The former glory were the miracles that were performed by Moses, yet we've never seen one performed in our day. Oh, Kamande Kusa. We say that we are, we belong, we, we, Hashika. We even have the audacity to say the Old Testament is useless. Yet we've never matched up a fraction of the miracles that were performed in the Old Testament. We call ourselves the new dispensation, but there's no evidence of the new dispensation. Our Christianity needs to be re-evaluated. We cannot go around giving stories anymore. Our religion is not for stories. It's not about stories. It is a religion where we need to dispense and release the glory of God everywhere we go. We are called the glorious church, yet no glory. The one thing that excites us is that we want an, we want an argument on Facebook. The one thing that, it, that forces people to read the word is so that they can prove a point on Facebook. So that social media can know I'm a rabbi. Oh, the spiritual realm does not see likes and statuses. The spiritual realm sees stature and ranking. Don't tell me about how many, how many people f- f- fall down when you post. Don't tell me about that. Let's talk about what's happening in the spiritual realm. Shakito, I look at our Christianity today and I wonder how many devil worshippers are scared of our meetings. Nowadays, devil worshippers come. They're the one who mark the attendance register. They come tell you, hey, you didn't come to church when I last week. What's your problem? Go to church. Devil worshippers are the ones who are rebuking people for not going to church. Why? Where's the power of our salvation? Where's the evidence of our salvation? Concerning our faith from start till finish, our Christianity or our faith or our God has mandated man to be fruitful. Be fruitful and multiply. That was the first thing God told man. You think, ah, that was Old Testament. Jesus Christ comes, he says, I'm the vine. You are the branches. Unless you abide in me, you'll bear no fruit. So our salvation is one that needs evidence. Where's the demonstration of power? Where's the demonstration of Jesus? Where's the demonstration of what we claim? Are we the ones who are, oh, Shakito Balataya, we are massaging depression in the house of the Lord. I've encountered depression. I used to suffer with depression heavily. I used to. And I know depression is not something that can be healed with pills. Chemical imbalance, that's, the, that's what doctors say. And we, we, we will abide. If you don't have faith, stay on your antidepressants. And I mean it genuinely, not sarcastically. I mean it. But once your faith has grown, you will understand that depression, what you call mental health issues, is actually a spirit that has been sent to suppress your spirit man. The reason why the enemy attacks your mind is so that your spirit man does not have enough strength to rise. So he depresses. He presses down your spirit man. 
because your strength is from you. The Bible says, oh, Shakito. The Spirit bears witness. The word bear witness is the word matayadol. In other words, I'm willing to give evidence even if it means death. So the Holy Spirit is a martyr to our spirit to say that we are the sons of God. So he gives our spirit man strength to rise, but we don't have a relationship with him. We park him to the side. We only think of him when it's meeting days. We only think of him when it's prayer nights. But what about Monday morning at 4 a.m.? When you're on those sites you're not supposed to. Isn't that the time for you to say, Holy Ghost, help me? Tuesday night, you forget the Holy Ghost. When that red glass of wine comes by. Ah, in that meeting where you're tasked to present and then now your job is on the line. The Holy Spirit is that time where he comes in. He gives you an answer for you to answer. The Holy Ghost is not for moments. He's for life. We have diminished him to some parts of our lives but the Holy Spirit wants all our lives when will we give him that he's the grand lord the master and ruler but guess what he does not need your permission but he will need your cooperation he needs every single person's cooperation he sets a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I love how it says, he sets it in the presence of my enemies. Therefore, I enjoy the delicacies. I don't know if you see where I'm going with this. How do I set a table before you? And instead of talking about enjoying I say, I anoint your head with oil. Ah, oh, Shakito. Your enemies are not, are not an audience to just watching you enjoy. They are an audience to watching you get anointed. He anoints my head with oil. We're going to pray in a moment and we're going to pray for fresh oil. Where we are right now, we are about to finish the year. And I know for us, who I used to work in corporate, but I know for those who work in corporate, they'll tell you it's year-end fatigue. Sometimes it's not year-end fatigue. The enemy is just lowering your guard so that he can attack. While, 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 while you're lowering your guards and saying, Yeah, father, the year ends. <laughs> Where's the life, youth? What's today? What's tomorrow? What's, tomorrow, what's, what's next week, Friday? For us at youth, every day is Christmas. How did this start? Because in December we fast. It's hard. People say, because it's Christmas, I must enjoy myself. We build ourselves spiritual so that Christmas, the year can be Christmas. So I don't know, we don't have Christmas day, we have Christmas year. So church, what's today? Hallelujah. Pastor KG, behave. <laughs> you anoint my head with oil. Shepherds in, back in the days would suffer a lot of their sheep getting killed and would die. They'd be leading their sheep and they would wonder why one of their sheep falls to the ground. 
They would wonder, why was this happening? So they would go into the brain of the sheep and examine what's happening. And they would realize every time a sheep dies mysteriously, it was because there was an insect in its ear. So what would happen is, when the sheep is before the pasture, while it's eating, the insects would go up the grass, up its wool, into the ear, into the brain, and kill the sheep. So the shepherd needed to be wiser. They would take a bottle of oil, put it on the head of the sheep, so that when the rodents and, and, and all these creepy crawlies go up, they are not able to do so. Every time they go up, the oil that is fresh would push them down. Uh, he anoints my head with oil. So that the enemy, when he sends a lie and says you are ugly, you are sheketo. Sometimes you don't even have to answer. You just need fresh oil on your head. The shepherd's purpose was to ensure that the oil is fresh. The sheep's role was just to bring its head. So that's why he lays down a table. Ah. And at that table, he anoints heads. He doesn't say just eat. He anoints your head. We're going to pray, Lord, anoint me with fresh oil. We need fresh oil. The enemy is telling you your marriage is finished. Fresh oil will come. In. Oh, shakata. Another scripture says, he makes me fat with oil. Hey, Isaiah 10 verse 6. It says the yoke is broken. Because of the oil or the anointing. Ah. How the original version says is, is that the yoke is broken because of fatness. Ooh. We all know that yokes, uh, uh, oil or, or yokes were put on ox in order for them to be controlled. But when the ox is fat, no yoke can stay. Ah, shakata. We only think of the anointing breaking the yoke, but the anointing or the fatness of God makes no yoke able to hold you down. So when God gives you fresh oil, whatever the enemy brings to hold you down, before it even lands, it is broken. They will try another one, it's broken. They will bring divorce, it's broken. They will bring poverty, it's broken. Why? Because God knows you are not held by substance. Oh, Shekatalika. For the first two years of my marriage, the enemy attacked. And I wondered, what is this? What is this? Then I decided, God, <laughs> this marriage is now yours. Since then, I don't remember having a fight as severe. Why? Because my marriage is no longer mine and it belongs to Jesus. So if the devil wants my marriage, he has to go through Jesus first. If he wants my business, he has to go through Jesus first. If he wants my health, he has to go through Jesus first. If he wants anything that belongs to me, he has to go through Jesus first. We are that church. Nowadays, it is about my car. It is about my house. Uh, it's Jesus' car. It's Jesus' house. If it belongs to Jesus, see what fire will come near. If it's Jesus' car, see what accident will come near. If it's Jesus' family, see what devil will try to bring health issues. Today we need to go back into that place where we are anointed afresh and we are anointed from a place of intimacy. Oh, shakata. 
Intimacy with God, that is something we have lost. For us today, intimacy is a language, not a lifestyle. We just use that word so that we can seem to sound spiritual, but it is not a living reality. I was saying to someone, oh, I, I met someone, someone yesterday, the, the person's not a member of the church, they came, uh, they, they came visiting on Sunday, and they came on Monday, just to, they, don't, they just wanted to see any pastor, whoever, and they just wanted prayers, they know the grace in this house will make them effective where they live, they serve in another church, and this lady was telling me, who she was, she doesn't even look like who she is. She took me to her Instagram, I was like, whoa, okay. And she started telling me about her business, it turns over 500,000 a day, sorry, a month. And I said, whoa, from this hair product, whoa. She said a statement and I asked her, you're not married to money? She says, no. And it had me thinking, just her simple response had me thinking, how many of us are married to possessions? How many of us are married to what we've been entrusted with? Husband, that's not your wife. You've been entrusted with her. You don't own her. The moment you think that way, you will realize, I cannot abuse my wife. My hand cannot go near her. I cannot cause her harm. Why? Because she's the bride of Christ. I need to present her before Jesus as a bride without wrinkle, spot, or blemish. She needs to be presented pure and perfect in love with the master. Oh, but my wife doesn't want to read. It's okay. Men, rise as a priest of your house. Rise and stand your ground. Rise and stand in your position. Whether she reads the Bible five minutes, five hours, your position is to stand as the priest. Oh, it's not even newsflash. Whether you like it or not, pay attention to what's happening outside. The enemy is intentionally attacking the integrity and the dignity of men. And guess why he's succeeding? There's no more priesthood in the household. Women make more than men. Women work more than men. Women pray more than men. Women come to church more than men. Women are responsible for the spiritual upbringing of their children while it has not been said so. The enemy went back to Egypt and realized what I wanted to give to Pharaoh will work in this generation. Moses says, give me my people that we may go and serve God. And Pharaoh says, take the men. Leave the wife and the children. That's what's happening today because men are not walking in priesthood. But the Bible says, but David strengthened himself in the Lord. He took the position of a priest and decided, I will inquire of the Lord. And when he got to the Lord, he asked the Lord, shall I overtake? Shall I pursue? And God said, go. Surely you will overtake. Surely you will overcome. And surely you will recover all. Man, we need to rise back into the place of recovery. We need to rise back into the place where we stand. We work hard and we pray hard. Yeah, we, we have a generation that says, no, don't work. The anointing will die. <laughs> Not here, man. Not here. Yeah, we work hard, we pray hard. Yeah, yeah, we work hard, we pray hard. We don't use prayers as a substitution for work. The Bible is simple and straightforward. Let him who does not work, let him not eat. Simple. Yeah, prayer warrior. Go work. 
Even if your wife is, is, is a CEO, go get that beacon for sure. Bring your 500 rand a month with dignity. But after working hard, we pray hard. We pray hard. We said at the last men's meeting that one day we're going to come for overnight and we just bring our contracts, CVs, business documents. Just place them on the altar. We just put them there. We don't say anything. We just blast out in tongues for three hours. We pick them up and we go home. We want to see the devil that will attack any of these businesses. We want to see the demons that will go after these jobs. We want to see the demons that will go after these contracts. We need to become men that are prayerful. Not just men who are playful and full of talk. Paul says the kingdom of God is not in words. But in the demonstration. Ah! <laughs> Demonstration of power. So now you now understand that that Lamborghini, when it comes, it is not to go flaunt on the atheist or the Muslim. No, 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 no. No, 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 it's not for that. It is for positioning. Mm. You need to see blessings differently. In order for Bill Gates to listen to you, ah, <laughs> uh, you need to be in his network. And he will tell you, but I've been a billionaire for five years. I'm like, okay, cool, that's okay. But I perceive by the spirit that your daughter has leukemia. You haven't told anyone. How did you know? The spirit of the Lord just told me. Oh, oh, oh what shall I do to be saved? And then you tell them about Jesus. Guess ah, oh, we, we not We're not seeing it that way. We are, we are claiming millions because we want to brag and flaunt to our exes and our old friends and our buddies and we wonder why these things don't come fully. It is because our motive is wrong. That promotion, uh-uh, don't see it as your salary. Don't, oh, I've got a nice fat promotion. No, 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 it was a positioning so that you can have jurisdiction over people and you can superimpose the kingdom of God going down and then tell people outside of a God. How will the CEO of Absa listen to you? Ah, how will the CEO of McDonald's listen to you? How will the CEO of Stellar Bank listen to you? Unless if God promotes you and puts you there. So the problem is that today we're praying for promotion, but our hearts are not that deep in the hearts of the Lord. Ah, oh, promotion is easy when your heart is buried at the feet of Jesus. This is what we have understood. That it's not about how high I go. It's about how low I get to God. Why? Because we have understood. Humble yourself beside the Lord and He will lift you up. Lifting is not because you know how to speak. Lifting is because God knows you and He will pull you up. Oh, the church needs to wake up. A business you've been given is for the extension of the kingdom. The marriage you've been given is for the extension of the kingdom. Do you know there are many marriages that minister without even the husband or the wife being ministers of the gospel? You just look at these ones. You say, you know what, sir, pa, I'll give you a seat. Not because they have any grace, ah, but you are seeing, hey, there's a grace for marriage here. Not because they're a man of God or woman, but you are seeing there's something happening here. 
you are triggering something. And because things have been triggered, you now realize, you know what? My wife used to bend up, now I enjoy it. You tell yourself, I will eat this pub. Yeah, it's okay. I, I will eat it. And my wife, you just, you just, you had pap and masonja, ne? Oh, baby, your pap and masonja, bent as they were, tasted like filet mignon. Oh, babe, your, your, your masonja tasted like prawns. They were exquisite. egg is running like, oh babe, that egg was the best. Why? Because you now realize, oh shaitanika, I don't know why I'm stuck on marriage today. We are supposed to be talking on the anointing. We need fresh anointing. This is a scenario. How many of us, we work, we have a nine to five job. Quite none of us, right? We have a nine to five job. Have you realized where non-believers are getting promoted over you? Others will go to sangomas, others will go to ritualists, others will bribe, others will sell their bodies for these promotions, and you're not getting promoted. You see, it's not about us doing the same thing. It's about the backing of God. Ah. Your success is determined by who backs you. Go back to Sunday's message and listen to it. So when you're mindful of the backing of God, you will realize you work differently. You will do the same thing but with higher excellence and precision. You will do it with more Ethics. These are the days where we, we've taught Christians to fast more and pray more, but we've never taught them on ethics. Hey, the grace of God, it will empower you if you work. But don't skip deadlines and say, oh God, your grace, uh-uh. <laughs> grace is sufficient, guy. Ha, my friend. <laughs> Let me, let, 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 me, let me expose myself. When we had the prayer, the exam prayers for, 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 for the students, I said, may, if you are going to study, may God help you. But if you're not going to study, may the Holy Ghost cause you to sleep during your, your exam time. And I'm not joking. Why are you saying Holy Ghost help me when you... Sorry. Let, let's, let's, let's... The Holy Ghost is not a magician. You apply yourself. You, you apply yourself. That's the, that's the reason why we, we, we are nowhere to be seen as Christians. We just thrive and bask in mediocrity and we expect that the anointing of God, you know, God will, because of his love and his mercy, he will just keep you going. But if we understood how much, ooh, think of Daniel. The Bible says the spirit of excellence was on Daniel. That when they wanted a reason to call him, to pull him down, they found nothing else but his prayer life. Ah. So they monitored his routine. Okay, he brushes his teeth, so we can't use that as an excuse. So he ties his shoelace, we can't use that as an excuse. 
They looked for every single thing they could use against Daniel. They found nothing and they said, you know what? Let's just use what he's excellent at. And that is prayer. We will, we, will, we will create a rule that no one must pray. And because of this, we know he will fail. But just think of that. If we learn to be excellent in our prayer lives, we will barely see any diminishing results in our lives. It's not about perfection, but it's about us continuing to walk with the Lord. Where our prayer lives go beyond what we need to eat and drink. Jesus is the one who says it. Don't worry about those things. They will follow you. The, 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 the lilies out there, are not. they woke up. They didn't care about who's going to dress them. They were dressed. The swallows or the sparrows did not care who's going to feed them, but they were fed. How much more you? How much more you? He anoints my head with oil. Go, go, let's go to Psalm 92 and start praying. You know, let me close with the statement. The church today is hungry for new information. We always study the scripture so that we can sound, oh, Pastor KG has new revelation. Pastor KG sounds deep. Oh, uh, if we evaluate and scrutinize the motive of why we go deep with the things of God, it's just so that we can sound as if we have something new. But sometimes it's not about having something new. It's about having the same thing but fresh. You anoint my head. You have exalted my horn like that of a white ox. Fine oils have been poured on me. Just keep this in the amplifier, in the King James. In the King James. King James, please. My horn shall thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. The ox there is, the wild ox was not just this normal norox beef that you see in the farm at the butcher. It was a wild horn, wild, wild ox was said to be, I think, two meters high, two meters in, from hoof to shoulder. That's, I think, just about the size of your normal door, if not a bit higher. And the horn was said to be the size of a man's arm. And it was huge in size. It was said when they used the horns of these wild oxes, they would use them. If I give it to you, it's a sign of respect. It was actually a gift that kings exchanged. To display or speak of the authority and the honor that they carry. So kings would look for the biggest horn from the ox. And they would exchange it. David says, my horn shall, shall thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I know, go baby girl, they're thinking that unicorn with that twirl. <laughs> it's okay. 
I remember some girl was saying to me, unicorns did exist, and she quoted this scripture, and I said, oh, okay. <laughs> I left it at that. But the wild oxes, the horn of a wild ox displayed the strength of a man. So David, in a season where he's going weak, says, God, exalt my heart. Anoint my head with fresh oil. Let my head be anointed again. Fresh oil for new strength. Fresh oil for new grace. Fresh oil for new power. One of the things that you need to do, especially when you realize that you've changed levels in the spirit, you need to ask for the anointing and the oil for that level. God, anoint me for this level. You got a promotion, do you have the anointing for the job? Do you have the anointing for the tender you're bidding for? Do you have the anointing for the financial status you're trying to get? Because this is how it proves why Christians live uh, roller coaster lives. Up one moment, down one moment, and we say, no, yeah, it's the path of, of, of a... No, it's not supposed to be that way. The path of the jazz is like a shining light that goes brighter and brighter. Not brighter and dimmer, brighter and dimmer, brighter. No, that's not, that's not our life. Experience will tell you that accept that. But the Bible will tell you, no, that's not the order of God. Therefore, shine brighter. Not like Rihanna's diamond, but just shine brighter. Fresh oil. Fresh oil. We often think that at the end of the year, we need to put our guards down. No. This is where we maximize. At the end of the year, the devil needs to say, I recorded the least, least deaths because Christians decided to rise. Where we will say, you know, we treat fasting like it's, it's fasting is not nice, I will repeat. Fasting is not nice at all. <laughs> you, I don't care. You can call yourself a fasting guru. Fasting is not nice. But where are those people who hold on to the horns of the altar and say, whether it's nice or not, I will fast. I will seek the face of God. I will, I, I will, I will go deeper. I will, I, will, I will, even if it means I don't eat for seven days, so be it. Not saying go for seven days. Some of us, but still, where we say we will go until until something happens, we will not stop. We will keep going. No, Christianity is not a covenant. Is sorry, Christianity is a covenant. Not a religion based on convenience. And that's what we've made it to be all about, convenience. No, God will understand. God will understand. But guess what? We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against territorial, uh, spiritual territorial forces that don't understand mercy. They don't understand grace. If you lose Put your gut down a little bit, they will hit hard. And their purpose in hitting is to kill, steal, and destroy. Not, I let me just scratch him and scare him. No. It is to make sure I deal with you and I finish you till no one recognizes or remembers your existence. That's what it simply means. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. When you think of that destroy, at least if he steals, you're like, okay, I'll get another one. So he knows. He steals, you'll get another one. So before you even rise up to get another one, let me kill you. 
And when I'm done, I want to destroy you till there's no 10th generation in your lineage. That's what the enemy is doing to the manhood of this name, of, 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 of mankind. That's why men are going, are losing, they're going trans, what, what? They're transiting to other genders. So that the enemy can do away with man continuing his legacy. Deuteronomy 29, verse 29. God says what the secret things, the mysteries belong to God. But what is revealed belongs to man and his children's children. So what God gives you is supposed to reflect in your children's children. So you cannot brag about a revelation until it manifests in your children's children. So the enemy knows that. That if he allows you to carry on with legacy, that means for the next 120 years, my plans cannot succeed in this timeline or in this generation. So let me cause a problem. And from this issue here, no one will be able to continue. So what has he done? He's made men put their guts down and we've lost priesthood. Because we've lost priesthood, the enemy comes and he steals and he captures what belongs to us and we now start to fight amongst ourselves and we forget that we have an enemy who's terrible, ugly and bad. We're going to pray, God, fresh oil. Fresh oil. See, the oil of God is given in the place of intimacy. The place of intimacy. Where we are one with God. Where we are close with God. Where it's all about union and communion with God. That is why David says, you prepare a table before me in the midst of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. And because Paul now sees this, he understands this truth. He comes and he says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. It's in that place of communion with the Holy Spirit, fresh oil is released. Where we stop teaching, treating the Holy Ghost like a talisman or a token that we use when we need something from God. But he's a person who we look out for. Oh. The Holy Ghost is so particular. With what you eat, does he approve? With what you're wearing, does he approve? You say, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't lie. But when you eat, when he says stop, do you stop? Is he the Lord of your diet? Is he the Lord of your... Oh. And the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. That place where you are not seeing liberty, that is a place that is unyielded to the Holy Ghost. And we're going to rise and we're going to ask, Holy Ghost, we surrender it to you. That place where you're not seeing movement in your life is a place where you need to give back to the Holy Ghost. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the koinonia of the Holy Spirit. That place where we sit with him, panim al panim, like Moses did face to face with God. Where we look out for every single thing that God says. That is why Moses could stand up and say, man does not live by bread alone. But by every utterance 
of the mouth of God. So Moses understood that even if I can go 40 days without food, all I need to do is look at God face to face because I'm fed by his every communication. By what God says and comes out of his mouth, I am fed. By what God releases, I am fed. That is why Paul speaks about a generational kind of man whose God is their belly. Every single thing that they do is driven by what needs to come in here. So you will hear lying, stealing, bribing, committing fraud just so that his belly can be filled. But today we need that generation that will fast, pray, seek the face of God, be the first in church, serve diligently with our whole hearts, not because we are looking out for anything that will come from man, but why? Because I'm doing this because of my relationship with God. Not eye service, not showing face, but because we are seeking and are hungry for something deeper. The Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. We don't seek for deep things, we are led to deep things. The Spirit leads us there. So when we understand this, the investment is not to find new information, it is to place in the place, it is to stay in the place of, of fresh revelation as we spend time with the Holy Ghost. I want us to pray, Lord, fresh oil, fresh oil, fresh oil. God needs to release fresh oil over our lives. We need fresh oil. Over your business, the oil of God needs to be there. What will separate your business contract? People may have connection. It's okay even if they have a connection, someone will help them get the tender. You, as long as you have fresh oil, something about your business will be looked out for. Something about your application will be looked out for. Fresh oil. Fresh, fresh oil. Fresh oil. I let us stand to our feet. Lord, fresh oil. Let the body of Christ receive fresh oil. Fresh oil. I was meant to speak on fresh oil and new wine. I don't even have time for the new wine. But fresh oil. If that's what we hear today and that's what we get tonight, that's all we need. God, fresh oil. Fresh oil. Oil, oil that is new. You will learn that you don't need a new strategy. You just need the freshness of God on that strategy. You will learn that you don't need anything new. You just need freshness on over what you have. Oh, the Bible speaks in 2 Kings chapter 7 of the woman who said, I have a debt. Her debt was canceled out by fresh oil. Mm. The oil will cancel out all debts. The oil will break that sickness. The oil will break all Shakito Bala. God, fresh oil. Fresh oil. Fresh oil. Over my ministry, fresh oil. Over my business, fresh oil. Where you are for just two minutes. Ask the Lord. Fresh oil. Fresh oil. You exalt my head. You exalt my horn. Like the horn of the unicorn. Ashakatopa. You anoint my head with fresh oil, fresh oil, 
fresh oil. Berezuka tai, zegreniza frata tapala tai, jegi brasa keto palasa, presegita palakapai, urkamaze kizavele kostai, jegi braki toko palakapai, ikusa braki tapalakata, yeshoko ti braki zosopelakai, fresh oil, fresh oil, fresh oil over our careers. Fresh oil over our businesses. Fresh oil over our marriages. Fresh oil over our daughters, over our boys. Fresh oil, fresh oil. If you've been noticing stagnancy in your life, this is the prayer to pray. Ashikatola. Where you've seen hardship and things not flowing and going. Fresh oil, fresh oil, fresh oil, fresh oil, fresh oil. Rakabakos e vrakito boratai, lagito brakazaka barika palatai, ijoko doloko baraka dalika, zakuta braketo totosa. Fresh oil, fresh oil, Jesus, fresh oil over the church, over the body. Over your sons and over your daughters. Lord, we ask you for fresh oil. Sheke prosekita palakatai. Ilo praseke palakatino. Tetino matika palasase. Sheska britos obelekina maradai. Ika braka doblekiza barakasa. Shebrasakito belekina. Rakedosh ebratasasa. Come on, church, pray. Pray, pray. This prayer is going to change your life. This prayer is going to change your life. Fresh oil. Fresh oil. chapter 3 verse 15 Acts chapter 3 verse 15 Oh shake it verse sorry not 15 verse verse 19 and jump over to Isaiah chapter 30 verse 15 Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out that times of refreshing may come from the Lord mm. I love the times of the refreshing. I could spend days on that. But the fact that God says, repent. The word repent is not just saying I'm sorry. It is to say I was going in one direction. I will do a 180 and I'll go in this direction. We often use it for sinners, but sometimes we need to pray this prayer. 
Because we have set our minds that I will bribe to make millions and come and pay tithes. But God says, no, I want you to become a millionaire, but not through bribery. So turn your way and go this way. Then your, riches, your, your money will be blessed. There are things we need to repent of. The Bible, the, another version says, uh, the word, uh, sorry, this is uh, Isaiah 30 verse 15. Isaiah 30 verse 15. Let's go. Isaiah 30 15. This is what the Lord says. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. But because you have none of it, because you do none of it, you are in trouble. We're going to pray. Lord, we are turning to you in our marriage. It's not complaining and whining that's going to get your husband's attention. Sometimes if you go to Shailia, I bring out angry bed. And your husband will turn to you. No, I don't do heels. Shia, lay your heel. Add something. Just add. Husbands, even if you go there for selfies, just go to the gym. The fact that we are gym, yeah. Yeah. Do something. Yeah. for your eyebrows but God says return to me and quietness and confidence is your strength it is by turning to God there are areas any area unyielded is an area God cannot affect or touch I want us to pray Lord I give you my all I, you see, oh gosh you know I had an aspiration of becoming a software architect that was my greatest ambition to go high and become one of the biggest tech gurus ever <laughs> until God comes and visits me sometimes in sometime in February 2022 says, my friend leave your job <laughs> oh God for what <laughs> I've got ambitions I've got aspirations I've got heights to go and God would ask us you said you give me your heart why, you, why would you give me your career? We resisted until God broke us. <laughs> it would be better for you to just give before God breaks. Simple, God, I turn to you. <laughs> hey, don't, give your will. Don't let God break your will. Ne? <laughs> we, we've lived through our wills being broken. It's not nice. It's painful. That is why Jesus Christ says, if it is your will, let this cup pass by. But not my will, your will. Jesus Christ had a will. But he says, not mine, but yours. In that moment, Jesus Christ was turning to God and says, your will is everything. I want us to pray, Lord, we turn to you in everything. 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 You're leaving nothing behind. You're schooling. Your career, everything, everything, your marriage, where you are, come on, just pray, Lord, we turn to you. The promise for turning to God is times of refreshing. Shakatop. Sometimes that ambition is the hindrance to seeing God flow in your life. Shakatai. If God told you to pack your business and prepare for your prophetic ministry, 
Now is the time not to argue, but to turn back to God and do likewise. If God says forget about your career and move into business, now is that time. And any place you have not yielded is a place you need to go back to God. Say, God, I repent and I yield. Come on where you are. Just keep praying. Shakatopa. Lord, we repent and we turn back to you. Every place of our lives that is not yielded, we turn it back to you. We turn it back to you. We turn it back to you, Lord Jesus. Our finances are yours. We repent for holding back. We repent for all the excuses. We repent for all the stories. Lord Jesus, we give all back to you. We surrender all to you. And lastly, Titus 2, verse 11 to 13. Titus 2. Shakatali Kabrasuza. Verida Sikatai. I think it was two, three Sunday Saturdays ago we were having prayers. And, 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 and uh, Deacon Wanda led on the grace of God and that's just stuck onto my spirit since that we need grace not just grace fresh grace we're going to pray for fresh grace today we just want to pray for freshness if we had gone into new wine we would have also prayed for revival but I want us to pray for fresh grace Titus 2 the grace of God has appeared unto all has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-control, upright and godly lives in this present age. Oh, oh. <laughs> While we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of the great God and Savior Jesus the Christ, in this present age, Ah, oh. we are living in an era, in an age, in a world. This present age belongs to Satan. <laughs> Pastor Gage, you're going too far. Go read your Bible. It calls the devil the God of this age, the God of this era. So the enemy, that's why he can sabotage the markets as he wants to. He can bring sickness as he wants to. But the grace of God keeps you above in this wicked age. Oh, if you don't believe, go read. Is it Second Corinthians chapter four, verse four? It's called the enemy, the God of this age. Yeah, he's the God of this age, but we are not of this age. We are the age beyond this age. We belong to a world greater, and the grace of God has appeared. Oh, the grace of God has appeared to give us salvation and give us the edge over the wiles of the enemy that is why we do not succumb to adultery grace is not saying you sin so you're forgiven no 
grace says before when when adultery comes it will show you a way for you not to commit it we, 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 we need to grow beyond the grace of God forgives you no the grace appears gives you salvation and it helps you to say no it helps you to say no <laughs> Shakatai, Lord, fresh grace, fresh grace, fresh grace. You fasted, you've prayed, you've sown, you've done every single thing that could be done. But right now is the era where God will give you fresh grace. Some of you are saying powerful ownership conference, but there's no change. Guess what? Grace is coming. Grace is coming. And when this grace appears, not only will you say no to ungodliness, but you, have the, you will have capacity to say yes to the purposes of God, the plans of God, every single thing that God has in store for you. Where you are, I need you to pray like your life depends on it. Lord, fresh grace, fresh grace, greater grace, greater grace. Joko bakatake barakadai. Jakatika balakatai. Oso zoko soza. Zazebla kiza. Korodo bela kazazela. Obrasiza katai. Fresh grace, oh God. Fresh grace, oh God. Fresh grace. Fresh grace. 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 Ashokoto. Abila nusa ibalato kosokoto eruza kapalakatai over that real estate business fresh grace over that housewife fresh grace over that businessman fresh grace over that entrepreneur that actor that singer fresh grace over the prophets and the apostles Fresh grace. Shakataki Palakoto. Shakataka Palatai. Kosotes get a Veledoka. Shakita Prakazaka Palakona. Kononga Berekete Veletai. Oshkati Palakazaka Zaparakoso. Shakabira Kazal Yelekiso. Shate Palakataki Toko de Kapalakata. Ikatoko de Palakatakatakata. Roscos Koso Veletai. Shate Pretos of the Velekai. Koto Pretape Kita Palatoko. Kita Brakataketo. Kaketo Prenda Palakatai. Odo Bela Taila. Odo Baila Kostos. Ande Prototos. Oshko de Velekatai. Eko Brakataki Palakatakoto. Shake 
Belokosa, Shegatipa, Kesuta Palatai. I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, some of you have been laboring and toiling for too long and you've been waiting for someone to applaud you. It's okay if it doesn't come, but now is the time for you to look up onto the hill where comes your help and lift up your hands and God will give you fresh grace. This season, you may not get what as man gives, but you are getting as God gives. And that is the grace to do greater. That is the grace to do more. That is the grace to do better. That is the grace, that is the grace to go further. Oh shit, Palatai. Lord, give us grace. 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 We will not just finish the year, but we will finish it strong. That those businesses will make more profit in this hour. Oh, Kamande Labrai, Adoshe Blakataya, Zablataya Keso. They forgot you for promotion. Guess what? They will promote you before Christmas Day this year. Even if your letter of promotion comes on the 25th of Christmas, it shall be so. Every opportunity that you have missed because you did not have capacity. Grace, 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 grace. We're going to finish the year strong. We're going to finish the year strong. We're not going to wait. For the 1st of January 2024, if God could create the world in one moment, God can create the window of opportunity for you to recover in one moment. Before the end of the year, God must release something that is yours. Fresh grace, fresh grace, fresh grace, fresh grace, fresh grace. Satelo, mila tose kita valadai. Mikatoshe, Mirgatoshe. lift up our hands oh helamana kiso kira kasole brases the grace to finish strong lord the grace to finish strong we will not start the year in 2024 
but father god the results of 2024 we will manifest before the end of the year even every single thing we lost in 2023 we command right now a recall of every blessing that was missed in 2021 in 2022 in 2023 we command it now to manifest can a nation be born in one day we command a birthing of all blessings in this moment oh shatila kamana oh for just 10 seconds give god thanks give him praise worship him worship him worship him worship him worship him just worship him just worship him oh worship him worship him just worship him just worship him just worship him ah I'm here to release an echo. Revelation 10, 15. Bible says the angel said to John, go prophesy again. I'm here to tell you, go dream again. Go apply again. Go for that job again. Go for that tender again. Go and try again. There's new grace being released for this hour. Come on, one more time. Give God thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Oh.